Greetings, super friends. Welcome to another edition of Technically a Conversation. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cicela. Joining me as always is the ever-entertaining Jose. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Do you have a good weekend? It was quite lovely. I really tried to be as productive as possible. How was yours? Good. Also very productive. I finally caught up on the backlog of podcasts that I had pending. Nice. What will you do with all this time now? Yeah, I might actually sit down and watch TV now. <laughs> we might have to have another episode of what we watch. Maybe another bonus episode like the Lucifer. The Lucifer episode did really good. It did well. I agree. We had some Lucy fans out there. Exciting. So maybe we can pick something else down the road, maybe. Give me a couple of weeks to recharge and relax a little bit. Yeah, you need to sleep. <laughs> That's very true. I do need to sleep. And then maybe we could pick another show and dedicate a episode to it. Yeah, I think the only thing that's looming over both of our heads still is to try the apple cider donut. Dang it. That elusive unicorn of a donut. And we also have to look for the, um, oh, and speaking of pumpkin spice latte ramen, one of our super friends, uh, Sun City Barbie, was telling me that she actually found them online. <gasps> so maybe we could try looking for them online. She gave us a lead. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I should thank her for that, but <laughs> I do want to thank her for that. <laughs> Just kidding. While we're at it, we'll also get the um, pumpkin spice latte tamales. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll reach out to him and I'll find out where he saw those. Wakala. We don't have to get a full dozen. We could just get one or two. Or we can get one and just split it. I think one is plenty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so before we get started, I wanted to remind everybody about the ongoing contest we've got. We have crossed 815 listens. Woohoo! <laughs> So please help us grow our listener base by leaving us a review. And thank you to those that have left us a review. Remember, leave a review, send a screenshot to one of our socials. You'll find all the details on technicallyaconversation.com for a chance to win your very own Technically a Conversation t-shirt. <laughs> You'll be all sassy. <laughs> yeah, there's sexy pictures of you and I modeling those shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So speaking of reviews, Isela, why don't you read us the newest review that we just got? Very excited to share. Sure. It is titled, Blast from the Past, Present, and Future. For a Gen Xer, I love how they've tied in so many things I've grown up on. Even the break song from Saturday Morning Cartoons. <laughs> Thank you very much for noticing that. Jose, I'm going to give you all the credit to that because you said we should do that. Yeah, and you'll be very disappointed to hear that we don't use that anymore. I know, but we'll bring it back. It's in rotation. <laughs> so she goes on to say, the topics are so fun and engaging. They go from taking me on a nostalgic ride to having a diverting educational experience. Isela and Jose cover topics of things I haven't thought of in decades, then discuss the moon in new ways to replenish blood. Always looking forward to hanging out with you on your podcast. Loves you guys. <laughs> Oh, we love you too. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. That was a very, really nice review. Yes. And that review was from Tatted Beauty 77. So thank you very much, Tatted Beauty 77. Thank you indeed. Are we ready to dive on into our topic today? Um, Not quite. I'm not quite ready yet. Yeah, you want to get something off your chest? <laughs> no, I'm just being a jerk. No, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So we're going to start off on a really deep note, though. 
Okay, so get ready. We're diving on into the deep end here. Balls deep, girl. Wow, that's that's really deep. <laughs> okay, so I want you to think about one really close friend. This friend can remain anonymous. You don't have to say, but just picture this person in your head. Okay. Do you have that person? Yes. Okay, great. What would you say to them if you knew that you only had two minutes left with them for the rest of of your life and their life. That's it. Two minutes, boom. If that was going to be the last two minutes I was ever going to see them in my life, I would want them to know that I loved them and I cared about them and the impact that they made in my life. Oh, that's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful sign of gratitude of their presence in your life is kind of what I'm hearing. Exactly. Ultimately, that's exactly, for whatever reason, where we reach for all of our loved ones, you know, whether they're family or not, once we start thinking of these people disappearing from our lives, which is weird and strange, but this gratitude is actually what the topic for today is going to be, especially because Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Let's talk about giving thanks. Yeah, I think that's a nice topic. Yeah. Um, so we're also going to tie it in because last month was National Mental Health Awareness. Therefore, it would be a great topic to cover. It's going to really be specifically about how gratitude psychologically affects your brain and all the cool benefits that we happen to reap from having a grateful outlook. Ready to dive on in? Ready. All right. So a paper published by Berkeley explained that in the past decade, many studies have been proven that those who do, quotes, count their blessings tend to be less depressed and indeed, quote unquote, happier. So the paper revealed that the problem with these types of studies is that the subjects they used were already kind of these, quote unquote, well-functioning individuals. So my assumption is that they meant these were people that were not really struggling with depression or any type of anxiety. So this was the issue that Berkeley wanted to tackle. So they did a 12-week study involving 300 adults. They were mostly college students that were seeking mental health counseling at the university. And these people were mostly struggling with depression and anxiety. So this is exactly the target market that they really wanted. What they did with these individuals, they randomly split them into three groups. So the first group had to write a letter of gratitude to another person. It didn't have to be a specific person, just any old plain letter of gratitude. The second group had to write a letter of their deepest feelings and negative experiences. So the third group, they didn't have any writing activity at all. So let's talk about what they found. The group that wrote a letter of gratitude each week, remember this was for 12 weeks, reported to feel significantly better in a mental health point of view, already starting at four weeks. So practicing gratitude while getting psychological counseling would also be the best. And this is in my opinion, because no additional medication is involved. And it's just a pure writing activity. And it still greatly improves your mental health. So the article lists four other ways that gratitude might provide these psychological benefits. The first way is that gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. What they were theorizing is maybe by writing a letter of gratitude, you're really shifting your focus away from bad or negative experiences and you're 
not really focusing on the bad and you're focusing in on the good. The second way gratitude benefits will show up really over time. So you want to keep this in mind that a psychological shift like this doesn't happen overnight, but it did slowly develop over time. By the fourth week, these individuals already reported feeling better than the other groups. So by the end of the 12 week, they found that that gap had widened even more so than the other two groups. One group that, you know, only wrote a letter of just their negative experiences and the other group that didn't have any type of writing activity. The third way, gratitude helps even if you never send your letter. I thought this part was really interesting. The benefit is shifting away from that negative emotion and writing the positive, really reaffirming and cementing things down. And it doesn't really have to mean that you have to communicate this to another person. In fact, in their study, only 23% of individuals actually sent the letter to somebody. I can really relate to that because even just in general, as a college student, when I had to write things, that was when it really sealed it in. I don't know if that's the way you were in college for like note taking. Were you good about remembering stuff? I found that the things I would write down, I would be better about remembering. And even when um, you know I've had to communicate with people, I do prefer to write my ideas down because that way I can kind of take my time and you know really think of the best approach to take as opposed to when I'm talking to somebody. And you know a lot of times my brain is like word salad, so I've got all these <laughs> ideas going through my brain, and a lot of times I feel like okay, I need to get that information out before I forget it. So I feel that usually when I communicate by writing, I do a much better job. Which is ironic since we podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we're not sending out newsletters. <laughs> no, I agree. I think there's something different that happens to our brains when we're writing things down and we're really just honing in on one specific thing. So the fourth item that this article had listed out was gratitude has enduring benefits. The study was curious if the brain of the letter writers process information differently. They pulled out the functional MRI, um, which is that functional magnetic resonance imaging machine. And they were really trying to measure brain activity while performing a pay it forward task. And interestingly enough, there was bigger areas that were activated during that pay it forward task for those individuals. So they really did happen to feel happier than the other two groups. I thought that was also kind of interesting. Just one simple weekly task can almost activate and bring your other parts of your brain alive, I think. That's kind of interesting. Was her favorite doctor, Dr. Goldstick, part of that <laughs> that investigation? It was not this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> so my question to you is, have you ever had to do any type of great gratitude activity, like a letter writing or anything like that? I've never had to do it. Like it was never an assignment, but I have always been very mindful about expressing my my gratitude to people when they help me out. Ooh, that's a good segue. Yeah. And even like at work, people that sometimes will help me out with the project, I'll just buy them breakfast or take them lunch or something the next day, just so that, that way they know that I'm not taking them for granted and I really do appreciate the help that they lent. I know when I happen to stay over at friends' houses when I'm in town or something like that. I like to try to do something really nice. I made breakfast this last time in Austin for some friends of mine, and then I made some panna cotta for them. And 
Um, you were really nice. I don't know if you remember that you bought my sister like a cute little jewelry catch-all thing <laughs> on the way over to her house. That was really nice. I think all those things add up to good signs of people with a happier mental state. With my uncle also, who lives in Phoenix, I would usually stay over at his house whenever I would go to a concert or, you know, an event that I was going to be there at Phoenix for. And um, if it was a concert, then, you know, I would usually buy him the concert ticket so he could join us or I would take him out to go with us for lunch or I would buy him a CD back when people would buy CDs. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I always try and be very grateful because I personally don't like feeling like I'm being taken advantage of. So I don't ever like to make anybody feel like I'm taking advantage of them. No, I completely agree. So I think this is probably a good time to cut to a commercial break. And then when we get back, I can share with you what these grateful people do in order to have 10% fewer stress-related illnesses. What? Stay tuned. The Science and Technology Advanced Research Laboratories is the largest international chain of non-governmental laboratories in the world, and we are now hiring. We're seeking the best and brightest scientists and researchers at three of our most prestigious locations. If you have a background in biomechatronics, hypergenics, xenoscience, or nanotechnology, send your resumes to our Metropolis branch. Attention Dr. Silas Stone and Dr. Ryan Choi. If dark matter and metahuman biology are more your thing, look no further than our Central City location, led by Dr. Harrison Wells, Dr. Caitlin Snow, and Francisco Ramon. For those more interested in weaponry and defense, our Chicago branch, headed up by Theodore Cord, is interested in you. Star Labs are leading the world in exciting new technological discoveries that are bringing us tomorrow's world today. Come, be part of it. We offer full medical and dental insurance. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around for the second half and being so attentive. Ooh, I like this gratitude already. <laughs> yeah, I noticed like when you do your dances during the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that you, yeah, thank you for outing me on that. Yes. <laughs> you know, you always get like your arms involved. So you're always doing all this stuff with your hands and your arms. And I just kind of look like a bobblehead just <laughs> moving my head back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do have that little bobblehead thing. You know what I think I've, I'm trying to almost emulate? And this is not, this is subconscious. I think I'm probably trying to emulate one of those wavy inflatable guys, right? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. As I read, as I redo it, like people can see me, right? <laughs> All right. So how was your break? Good. Good. Yeah. Just drank some water. I did. I had to. I had to. Uh, this whole day, I don't think I drank enough water. Mm. i get some dark urine. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not to that dehydrated point. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> so did you make a list of... All the things that you're grateful for? I did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> did you really? No, I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't think our commercials, our commercial breaks are that long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, for this last half, we're going to talk about the habits that you can start to become one of these grateful people and have a, a mental health that's even healthier. For anonymity's sake, 
I'll just say that a loved one had their battle with anxiety and depression, and they started doing a similar writing activity. For us, it's a grateful jar. I think it's pretty cool. And hopefully, um, if we have anybody that wants to start it, I think it's a it's a really cool tool. Um, so basically what it is, is you put a little note in the grateful jar where you jot down a moment or an event, something that you're grateful for that happened. Maybe something big, hey, maybe a promotion, or maybe it's something like, hey, my mom told me they were proud of me. And they, you know, maybe your mom's not really one for like sentiments, little things like that, whatever it is that made you feel grateful. And then uh, New Year's Eve, what we'll do is we'll take all of these little moments out of our grateful jar. We'll kind of put them in chronological order. And then we can actually reflect back on the year for all the moments that you're grateful for. So it's really awesome. And I think uh, one thing that is interesting is of all the years that me and this other person have been doing this with, the year of COVID last year was the year that we had the most items in there. I think that was when we kind of took a step back and we were like, okay, we we're actually grateful for a lot of things, even though this was like the crappiest of years, you know? All right, we're going to discuss the habits you can pick up to be mentally healthier. And uh, there's six of them. So let's dive on into the first one. Got my bathing suit ready. Yeah. Dive on in, into the deep end. Deep and dark end. What? (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, the very first tip or the very first habit listed is... To go swimming? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's every once in a while. Think about death. I know this sounds very dark, but when people are asked to imagine their loved ones disappearing, much like I did at the top of the show, their gratitude for their loved ones goes up measurably. So every once in a while, think about death. What would it be? Especially in the times I think it would help when maybe your loved one is driving you up a wall, you know, and you're like, oh my God, I can kill this person, you know. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I saw somebody, and I don't remember who it was, because I think it was somebody had posted on their Instagram stories, a tweet that said that all those beautiful things that you say at somebody's funeral, you should tell them those things on their birthday. <gasps> oh, that's really beautiful. I really like that idea. That reminds me of, there was a some lady who came in from Southwest Airlines when I was still in college, and she was talking about something kind of along those lines where she said, during my funeral, don't send me flowers. On a post-it note, write the day that you sent me flowers. Send them to me while I'm alive, when I can actually enjoy them. And she says, and I want my casket full of post-it notes. (laughs) I thought it was a really beautiful (laughs) thing. I'm like, this is so true. Why are we not doing that? That reminds me of an episode of Life in Pieces. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's a comedy. One of the very few comedies that I like. Wow. I want to say it's Josh Brolin's dad is the guy that plays the dad in the show. But he wanted to have a funeral while he was alive to hear all the things that people would say about him. A living funeral. I'm for it, honestly. I think sometimes it's nice to know those impacts that you've had in another person's life that you probably wouldn't have even given it a second thought. I mean, it could be something as simple as like, hey, you gave me a ride home when I had a shitty day or, you know, whatever it is. And those little things, we never give it a second thought. We probably won't even remember those moments, but they remember it. And I think that's the part that is is really touching. Definitely. The second habit 
is take time to smell the roses. So this means that the next time you have your favorite cup of coffee or your pastry, you know, savor the smell, savor that first bite a little bit longer. This pause and enjoyment of the moment, I think, is a way to be very mindful. And you're almost like subconsciously giving gratitude for the moment. Third habit, take the good things as a gift, not as a birthright. The perfect explanation provided by the article was this. The opposite of gratitude is entitlement. Now, I particularly like this one because it's basically all a matter of being humble. And being humble really allows you to see that life really is a gift. And this is something we have to be grateful for. This is not expected that we should have another day. Does that make sense? It does. I like that. Yeah, I like that one too a lot. The fourth habit is being grateful to people, just like you said earlier, and not just for things. So saying a heartfelt thank you to your son, your daughter, your girlfriend, your friends, your coworkers, like you said, will not only make you happier, but it also makes the recipient happier. And it's also going to thus strengthen that emotional bond that you have between you and that other person. Fifth habit is be specific. Grateful people are habitually specific. Next time you say, I love you, you want to be specific because it's going to make that moment feel way more authentic. So not just like, hey, I love you. You're going to say, hey, I love you because... Your smelly feet. (laughs) (laughs) Or you put up with my smelly feet, maybe. (laughs) No, my feet don't really smell. Nor do mine. Thank you. (laughs) But those types of things makes a person feel seen and heard. Oh, they do recognize when I get up a little bit earlier and make them breakfast or, you know, whatever it is. But be specific about what you're thanking them for. I will be perfectly honest. I think I do need to get a little bit better on this one with my daughter. I'm really good. But everyone else, se fregaron. Like, I am not (laughs) really specific. I'm like, thank you. It's a very umbrella thing. So full disclosure, I definitely need to work on that one a little bit better. I think those are all very great tips. You know, maybe um, having like those motivational posters, but maybe instead of it being a motivational (laughs) saying or inspirational saying, you know, having those things just to remind us to be a little bit more grateful from time to time. Yeah, those little things go a long way. The last habit mentioned is be thankful for the hard stuff. So I think this is where we have to put in hard work. What they're talking about really is when life kicks you in the nuts or, you know, in the butt, you have to be able to be thankful for it. You have to be able to find that silver lining. For example, be thankful for that breakup because now they gave you maybe a more keen eye on spotting liars or maybe just plain thankful for letting you go and being able to find the right person eventually. Yeah. In the words of Ariana Grande, you know, I like to bring her up. Thank you, next. (laughs) She has a full (laughs) song on it (laughs) where she really thinks her exes. And this was like a legitimate heartfelt like, hey, this person taught me this. This other person taught me that. I think we kind of have to reach and channel our deep Ariana Grande. (laughs) That's a good attitude to have. I feel like if your car breaks down, instead of cursing the world, you should be grateful that it didn't blow up while you were driving it. Very true. Or now this is just another opportunity to flex your muscles 
and show the world you can change a tire in heels or something like that. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe not <laughs> you in heels, right? <laughs> I usually carry some heels in my car just in case I need to change out uh, my tire and have some heels there. <laughs> wow, that is quite the challenge. <laughs> but ultimately, this is really just all about reframing your loss or your potentially sucky day into a possible gain. What are you really gaining out of it? All of those six habits really add up to just how you can really take life when it kicks you down and just look at it in such a really healthier point of view. Because of course, the first easy thing to do is to vent and bitch and whine. I mean, I'm really good at that. Trust me. <laughs> but not everybody wants to hear it. You're allowed to vent for sure, but you don't want to harp on it for too long. Yeah. And you don't want that to be your personality, what you're known for. Right. Like your brand and then I'll all of a sudden, nobody wants to hang out with you, and then you don't know why. Mm. <laughs> so you know me. I love me some fun facts and stats. So we're going to round out our talk with true results of people that are grateful and do these habits. So what true facts and really benefits that they're reaping. Happy people at work, they have about roughly a 7% higher income. What? If that doesn't give you motivation to become a happier person, then you're obviously balling. <laughs> so what about our youth? 13% of them have fewer fights and 20% are more likely to get A grades. Grateful teens are about 10% less likely to start smoking. Yes, this is great. Overall positive emotions can add up to seven years of your life. Are those the years you're shitting in a bag? Like, <laughs> like, like that one podcast. <laughs> Hopefully not. If you take care of, you know, keep it all real tight. <laughs> That's so I do my kegels daily. The sphincter exercises. <laughs> so this does conclude my information sharing, but the fun doesn't end entirely there. So remember on the last podcast on the Mandela effect, we're talking about the Dees Rotiger McDermott paradigm. I feel like I should remember that, but I don't remember that. Sorry. That's okay. I asked you to remember three words. Do you remember what those three words are? Oh, yes. It was, uh, I want to say what one was pillow. Yes. Was the other one bed? Yes. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Blanket? You got all three of them. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. I was thinking you were going to miss it and say sleep as one of the words. So I was already getting ready to thank you for allowing me to press that buzzer on you for another episode, <laughs> but you got them all. I'm Whoa. very impressed by your, your memory. I remember sleep was the one that you said most people jam in there. So I knew for sure to stay away from that word. <laughs> That's funny. Jam in there. That sounds lovely. <laughs> well, thank you for that pop quiz. You're very welcome. <laughs> so let's dive on into some listener voicemail. That's right, people. We got to hear your voices kind of even out the playing field. You hear our voices all the time. We finally got to hear someone's voice. Yes, and we actually got two voicemails. And before I jump on them in there, since we're talking about phone calls and we're talking about mental health, I do want to give the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. 
if you're ever feeling alone or you need to talk to somebody, that's a great resource. Agreed. Now let's get on to our voicemails. Exciting. This is the first one. Hi, this is Susie calling with the Vehicle Service Department. We are calling about your vehicle's manufacturer's warranty. We sent you several notices in the mail that you have yet to extend your warranty past the factory cutoff. And this is a courtesy call to renew your warranty before we close the file. If you are interested in renewing your auto warranty now, please... Okay, thank you so much for that, Susie. Uh, Sorry to cut you off on that. (laughs) Susie, so kind. I think you got the wrong number. (laughs) She definitely did. All right, so that was a joke. We're going to go on to our real voicemail. <laughs> okay. Although it was a joke, but it actually did come in to our voicemail number. Oh, <laughs> hey, so I just finished watching, I mean, not watching, hearing your um, podcast about past lives. And I want to say it was like a truly interesting topic. So I have a couple of things to say. One thing that I found interesting is that in the research that you found, Isela, is that most people who experienced past lives were recent events. But I remember when I was really young, I don't know, maybe five or six years old, eight years old at the most, I was watching something at my mom's house. And I remember that there was some kind of documentary on about people remembering their past lives. And they were talking about how they were alive during the crucifixion of Christ. So I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, it's not really within the 10-year span or so, right? So that was one thing. The other thing is that, you know, I guess if you do believe in that kind of thing, it's kind of interesting. Uh, My baby was born with a big old mole right by his butt. And I remember Antonio, which is my husband, telling me, What's up with this birthmark? Like, I don't know whose kid this is. Why does he have this birthmark? It's weird, right? Apparently, that type of birthmark is a bullet hole. So that's kind of freaky. And I'm kind of waiting to hear what Elias tells us about that. Maybe he has some kind of recollection of what his past life used to be like. I don't know. I have so many moments of deja vu. I feel that it's possible that our lives are recycled and we just are on here to like live over and over again. But what do I know? So that was a voicemail from Elena. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank you for calling in. Oh my God, that was really very interesting. And please keep us posted about what Elias tells you about his past life if he has any memories. True. And I kind of agree with her because since I was Rasputin in my past life, (laughs) I died in 1916. So that was more than the five to 10 year span of years. Yeah, that is very interesting. They also said that they weren't famous people. So I think that really, you blew all those guidelines out of the water. Also, I think on the stories you shared, because Marty Martin, that was some time from when he died, right? Yes. What about the little man on fire or whatever? That was a World War II kid, wasn't it? Yeah. So there was some time also between those two. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was. I think um, they said on that one, it was like 40 years or something. I think this is just what they plotted out, not necessarily, you know, if there are other outliers. So I think there's always an opportunity for outliers. And this just happened to be a very interesting story of one of those outliers. Very true. I guess if you believe that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know what the heck that was other than an extremely fascinating topic. That I'll give you. I feel like it should have been on Unsolved Mysteries or <laughs> on <a> Primer Impacto <laughs> or something. <laughs> Primer Impacto. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Hopefully we get other people to call in. And remember, you might be featured on the podcast. So, you know, try not to swear too much or anything like that. Whatever it is that you don't want to get out. <laughs> Although we swear quite a bit, so. We do. This is true. I'll just say fuck just to put it out there. Just to round it out. Yeah. If we, if there's ever, a, <laughs> if there's ever a podcast where we don't, we're just going to throw a random shit. Son of a bitch. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I need to start like mom swearing. Mother of Pearl. I'm just kidding. Dag Nabbit. Dag Nabbit. What the heck? Now you sound like Elmer Fudge. <laughs> well, congratulations, lovelies. You have done it again. You've learned something brand new this week that will hopefully improve all of our mental health. And sweet baby Jesus, after last year, we could definitely all use a little bit of that. Thank you for joining us on another conversation. And if you like our show, please do tell a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at GreetingsTAC. Facebook. Oh, and the Facebook. <laughs> Email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us. Little man on fire. Little man can't get out. <laughs> now it's a song. <laughs> it's going to be the next hit. <laughs>